the 49ers are the 49ers. And we all knew that. We were gonna have to play very, very well to beat these guys. If no one saw it, and they just looked at the first three quarters, they were like, man, they probably got beat 65 nothing. You know, the Cardinals were behind 23 to nothing midway through the third quarter, and, and people were leaving Sun Devil Stadium. I hung over the fence. I was yelling, you're gonna miss the greatest comeback in the history of this team. You know, you shut us out in the first half, but we're gonna come back. It didn't matter if we were behind or ahead. We just felt like we're going to give ourselves a situation to win the game. If you just believe, stuff can happen. Six seconds left in this one. Here come the Cardinals. They brought, you know, cover zero and brought blitz, and they did. They're coming. Search inside, because they're coming. This is what it's about. Roy makes a little swim move and easy throw. The blitz coming, Lot is coming, Lomax throws it green. He's got it! Touchdown! Touchdown, Phoenix! Having Bill Walsh pace up and down the sideline, and Joe Montana sitting there rolling his eyes was, was, was a pretty cool scene. Yeah, forgive the Cardinals if they celebrated like they'd won the Super Bowl. Turns out they knocked off the eventual Super Bowl champs on that November day, 1988. But it wasn't just the what, as in what the what just happened, it was the how, as in how the heck did the Cards pull off that epic win, leaving quite the first impression in your first season in the AZ. Welcome in everyone to Cardinals Folktales, when Arizona met the Cardiac Cards, presented by 72 Soul, where we go in-depth into Cardinals history, all-time anecdotes through the recollections and memories of those who lived it and those who covered it. My name is Paul Calvisi, Cardinals sideline reporter, and not all games are created equal. Some outcomes are so outlandish, you never forget. Almost every week I hear somebody tell me, hey, I was at that game against the 49ers. I was like, good Lord, how many people were there? There must have been, you know, 200,000 people there because I've had over 200,000 people tell me they were there. They're going to start calling these guys the cardiac Cardinals again. People are like, well, yeah, these aren't the same old Cardinals. You know, these are the Phoenix Cardinals. We've got something going on here in the Valley. I think people at that time were excited. Excited, no doubt, until down went the franchise QB with injury, and then it became no chance. Our quarterback gets knocked down, and whew, I was never prepared for that one. If Lomax hadn't gotten hurt, that would have been, I think, the pivotal game in what probably would have been a playoff season. Had he stayed healthy, just 90%. Everything would have changed differently. We would have had this stadium a lot sooner. <laughs> After weeks of virtually no comment, Big Red owner Bill Bidwell finally made the comment that most of us didn't want to hear. Bidwell announced late this morning that the football Cardinals are leaving St. Louis for Phoenix, Arizona. They'll play their 88 home games at Sun Devil Stadium in Tempe. Uh, I've enjoyed St. Louis. I've said that over and over and over, but I'm looking forward to going to Phoenix. That's where our football team is. Head coach Gene Stallings, preceded by Cardinals Hall of Famer Dan Deardorff, a St. Louis TV sports anchor at the time, breaking the news that owner Bill Bidwell would move the Big Red from St. Louis to Phoenix for the 1988 season. When it first was going to happen, I was disappointed because I knew all the friends and relationships I'd had in St. Louis, you know, kids in school, kids with friendships. You know, it was just a different time. 
Understandably tough when you're Roy Jetstream Green. Nine seasons in St. Louis, a two-time All-Pro receiver, Jetstream was pretty much a made man in the city where he was revered. Knowing that it was a business and knowing that we were going to move there, it was amazing. I mean, the way we were received. It was really encouraging to be embraced by the city the way that we were. That's four-time Pro Bowler Ron Wolfley, fullback, special teams ace. The star quarterback was Neil Lomax, coming off his second Pro Bowl and getting a fresh start in the Sonoran Desert. I remember, man, getting invited to the Phoenix Open, staying at the Phoenician, then staying over at the Princess Hotel. We were treated like royalty. You would have cars that would drive by and they drive by your house slowly, looking into your house. I, I, I mean, almost three or four lined up from time to time. People just wanted to see if they could not believe they had an NFL team. It was like a Hollywood tour that they were driving by and man, it was bizarre. Accepting us, appreciating the pro football franchise being there. It was just a very, very exciting time. Lomax had a big right arm and he was already armed with a new nickname, the Grand Cannon. Phoenix, Tempe, the state of Arizona, welcome, welcome to National Football League. Of course, the only thing more exciting than having a football team was playing football games. The 49ers are the 49ers, and we all knew that. We were gonna have to play very, very well to beat these guys. They had some people that went on to be, you know, Hall of Famers. They had Montana and uh, Young, the quarterbacks both. They had Ronnie Lott. They had Haley, the defensive end. That year, they were the number one defense when we met. I mean, they had a very, very good football team. And it was all led by Hall of Fame head coach Bill Walsh. In the 80s, the San Francisco 49ers were a dynasty winning four Super Bowls between 81 and 89. And here they come to Sun Devil Stadium to take on a five and four Cardinals team in week 10 of the 88 season. You're seeing Joe Montana on the sideline because he didn't play. You know, Steve Young played. So people forget about that. Joe Montana either got benched or he was hurt. I don't know the whole story of that. Well, stories from that time had Bill Walsh saying that Montana was quote, fatigued. To which Joe Montana replied, quote, where did that come from? Maybe he was tired. I can't say, but I think maybe he's ready to get rid of me. As LA Times writer Steve Springer concluded, quote, at 32, Montana is no longer young. The question now is, can Young be Montana? Jerry Rice goes in motion. Young looks that way. Now sprints to the near side, scrambling around, being chased, in trouble, throws in the end zone, touchdown. The catch is made by Brent Jones, the tight end. That Steve Young touchdown pass made it 23-0 midway through the third quarter after the Niners had led 16-0 at the half on a Roger Craig three-yard touchdown run and three field goals. If no one saw it, and they just looked at the first three quarters. They were like, man, they probably got beat 65 nothing. You know, the Cardinals were behind 23 to nothing midway through the third quarter, and, and people were leaving Sun Devil Stadium. That's longtime Arizona Republic Cardinals beat writer Ken Summers on how the fans felt. But how did the players feel on that Cardinals sideline? Once again, Roy Green. When we met 
<laughs> After three quarters, everybody wanted to leave the game. They were like, what is, what is this supposed to be all excited about? We're terrible. I mean, what the hell? What, what are we doing? Our offense was pretty good. That's the memory I have at halftime going, 23 to nothing. I mean, this ain't happening. Uh, we're going to kick it in gear here, and uh, we did. Yep, the Cardinals did just that. In fact, it was those two voices, Lomax to Green on a 35-yard strike. Back to throw is Lomax, looking far side. One-on-one -on -one coverage, the ball is rolled. Roy Green's got a touchdown. Kind of like a, a momentum thing, and, you know, we needed it. And, again, there's some things that happened. Prior to that, we had to go for a fourth down. I remember the play we call wham, which means that Wolf goes in motion and comes down, and he generally hits a linebacker or, or a nose tackle hit. But for Wolf, his teammate, the guy that's over him and the guy he needs to get going, all three get hit. So he just got to wipe the entire left side, and we got the first down. 23-7 Niners then became 23-10 with 10.51 left in the fourth quarter after an El Del Greco 24-yard field goal. Cardinals were still down 13 as the game ticked towards the two-minute warning. 2.25 left. The Cardinals have one timeout left. Novacek, Jones, Green split to the top of the field and Smith to the bottom. It didn't matter if we were behind or ahead. We just felt like we are going to give ourselves a situation to win the game. From the shotgun, Farrell standing alongside Lomax asking for some quiet, and he gets it. Green comes in motion, pivots, goes to the top of the field, snap to Lomax. Lomax looking, still looking, throwing in the end zone. Touchdown! Touchdown! A great catch by Ernie Jones! A five-yard touchdown pass from Lomax to rookie Ernie Jones made it 23-17 Niners with 2.19 to go. Yeah, it was nice when we actually scored a touchdown, but you can only do your job one play at a time, and that's what we did. EJ dies for the guy. He steps out before he makes the first down. That guy was Steve Young, a true running quarterback who on third and four from the Niners 21 with less than two minutes to play made a mad dash for the sticks. But Cardinals linebacker EJ Jr. chased Young out of bounds, forcing a punt, barely. You look at that thing close, that was really tight. Like within what, three or four inches? You know, he makes that game over. So obviously a huge play for our defense to make that stop. After the game, EJ Jr. said he was exhausted and he joked that he couldn't take any more games like this or that he'd end up in the hospital like Mike Ditka with heart problems because the Cardinals were still down 23-17, but now they had possession at their own 34 with 127 left and no timeouts. Ernie had a lot of ability. He was very fortunate also because he got me and JT most of the time with all the coverage. <laughs> yep, the rookie nicknamed Indiana Jones because he played college ball at Indiana, had a 15-yard catch early in the drive, and then on third and two from the Niners 34. Shotgun, deep sideline, Ernie Jones inside the 10, does not get out of bounds, 18 seconds. Ernie Jones makes another critical catch. Quickly, Lomax just dumped that on the ground. Six seconds. As Lomax got the clock stopped the only way he could. Cardinals down six with six seconds to play at the San Francisco nine-yard line. They came and they called the timeout. So when they called the timeout, 
I saw the front they were in and I knew they were coming. So when we came back, and you can see it in that tape, if you go look at the tape, I had my helmet off and I'm talking to Lomax and I'm talking to the lion, I'm talking to Earl Farrell. They're coming. Search inside, Earl, cause they're coming. It was a cover zero being played by the 49ers. They were bringing everybody, Huns over the wall. Here come the Cardinals. J.T. Smith to the near side, Roy Green, Ernie Jones, Jay Novacek split out from the shotgun as Lomax. J.T. and I are going to be on the same side. J.T. is going to run his slant. I'm running the fade. This is what it's about. Six seconds left in this one. Lomax taking his time. They're moving around. The blitz coming. Lot is coming. Lomax throws it. Green. He's got it. Touchdown. Touchdown, Phoenix. Oh, yeah. It's like a little child. You saw us all jumping. Uh, me and JT tried to jump. Uh, you know, we were so tired. First, we couldn't get about that high. The 49er game uh, was a, a great just illustration of offensively what we can do. You know, you shut us out in the first half, but we're going to come back. A seven-play, 66-yard game-winning drive. But not until the extra point, which was not an absolute because in the Cardinals win a week earlier against Dallas, Al Del Greco missed a PAT kick late and admitted after the game, quote, I was thinking about the one I missed. No worries, Al Del Greco nailed it. Cardiac Card scored 24 unanswered and beat the vaunted Niners 24-23. Cardinals, baby! Let's go, Cardinals! People are like, well, yeah, these aren't the same old Cardinals. You know, these are the Phoenix Cardinals. And, you know, we've got something going on here in the Valley. I think people at that time were excited. That's what it's about, man. You know, it's making a play. Not only that you make it and you're so happy about yourself, it's those guys, man. We gave of ourselves so that we could win a game. And it, it was, man, it just doesn't get any better than that. It just doesn't. If Lomax hadn't gotten hurt, that would have been, I think, the pivotal game in what probably would have been a playoff season. Because the Cardinals not only beat the Niners week 10, they won the next week against the Giants to go seven and four. But the big loss in 88 wasn't on the scoreboard. It was at quarterback. A quarterback gets knocked down and whew, I was never prepared for that one. He was like having an offensive coordinator at the quarterback position photographic memory. I mean, a guy that honestly was was a savant when it came to the game of football. So he had the brain and he had the arm. Well, you kind of saw what happened. You know, we lost the next five games, uh, lost an opportunity to get in the playoffs. And it's always, what if? What if? You know, I'm, it's unfortunate that my injury was so serious that I had to retire. And it wasn't the knee injury suffered in the Giants game but the nagging hip condition that had bothered Lomax for years. All of us really had no idea how problematic and how serious my hip was. Went to see a bunch of orthopedic specialists, said, your cartilage is totally gone. You got bone on bone. Like, man, bone on bone, like what? Neil was reaching a zenith 
of his career at that point in time, if you ask me. And if he would have stayed healthy, I think we would have been a playoff team for the next couple of years. Instead, Lomax never played again. The knee injury knocked him out of the 88 season. His hip ended his career. The Cardinals missed the playoffs, but ushered in the Arizona chapter of the Cardiac Cards. For Green and Lomax, the memories of that Niners win are still strong today. In fact, fans won't let them forget. Well, I think there was a million people there because almost every week I hear somebody tell me, hey, I was at that game against the 49ers. I was like, good Lord, how many people were there? Having Bill Walsh pace up and down the sideline and Joe Montana sitting there rolling his eyes was, was, was a pretty cool scene. Especially when the 49ers went on to win the Super Bowl that 1988 season and the next season. And there you have it, Cardinals Folktales presented by 72 Sold when Arizona met the Cardiac Cards. Special thanks to executive producer Jim Almohundro, associate producer Cody Fincher. My name is Paul Calvisi, and we'll leave the last word to Neil Lomax, who remains impressed to this day with one of the greatest comebacks in franchise history. I haven't seen the game in a long, long, long time. Someone from YouTube brought it up about 10 years ago at some function I was at. And, you know, I was kind of getting goosebumps and kind of like, damn, man, that's a pretty good comeback.